0: Each year, as we return to these familiar readings for Christmas, I always find myself hearing them a bit differently. Now, I'm probably one of the last people in the world who wants to talk about how Christmas touches us individually. I always like to maintain that being a Christian is really a social activity. It's about gathering together with other Christians in prayer and encountering Christ in one another. But there's something that struck me this year about the deep intimacy and the deep individuality that Luke captures in his narrative, not only tonight, but in the passages that lead up to tonight. There is something profound about Jesus' birth, about the incarnation that is there, that is unique to each one of us. About a week and a half ago, I got up very early in the morning to go up to the Advent retreat at the Bishop's Ranch in Healdsburg. And it was an absolutely crystal clear night. And one of the meteor showers was beginning. And so I drove up 101, there were virtually no cars on the road, and witnessed the beauty of the starlight and the falling stars and suddenly felt very closely connected with God, as though God was speaking through the starlight. And I was alone, with only my thoughts and my prayers and the road in front of me. And it was an uncanny, holy experience. Each of us has something like that in our lives, what I would like to call an incarnational moment where God seems to come so close that everything around us speaks of something holy and beautiful that is beyond words and expression. And this is not just for Christians, this is for everyone in the world. We give it a specific set of names and theological structures because that is our tradition. But it points to a universal experience that most of us have touched at one time or another. The best news of all is tucked away In tonight's narrative, and it is so familiar to us, we often forget it's there. That is, when Mary and Joseph approach Bethlehem alone, they are by themselves, they are people caught up in history like you and me, they have probably left Nazareth a complete melting pot of gossip because there has probably been no end of scandal that Mary is pregnant, and they are not yet married. They have no idea what they're going to do after they get to Bethlehem. Mary is about to give birth, and remember the next part? There is no room for them at the inn. Now, can you imagine how lonely that would have felt How profoundly abandoned they must have felt. How utterly desolate. How extraordinarily unlovable and unloved. We have all been there, haven't we? In Those places. Some of us have experienced it in the midst of illness. Some of us have faced it when a close loved one has passed away. Others of us know the desolation of the heart when we feel completely alone. And there is no one around, it seems, who understands. Sometimes, no one who even seems to care. But you see, that is the good news. And this is why we celebrate this service at night the night around us reminds us of the desolation of the soul it reminds us of the desolation into which god plants love to the very emptiness of our hearts into that deeply intimate place that we very rarely if ever share with another human being We all have these places in our hearts and in our souls and we often are afraid to look at them, but tonight is for that place in each of us, is for that place that we have not yet allowed God to touch out of fear, out of desolation, out of loneliness, out of uncertainty, out of pride. The darkness reminds us of that place in our hearts and the light reminds us of God born there. And not born with power, not come to judge us like a magistrate would, not to count stock as the governors and the empire reportedly were doing at the beginning of tonight's gospel. That's all out there somewhere else. Instead, we get a fragile child who is proclaimed Messiah for each of us in our own unique way. A child made perfectly to fit into that lonely manger of our soul when we are stuck in a stable in the muck and the straw by ourselves because there's no place for this part of us, in the inn. And that child is born there to begin the journey of our salvation, our healing, our redemption. I invite you to reflect on that this night. As you go home, even in the warm embrace of your families, your friends, those you know and care about, even as you bring in the sadness that often comes up for many of us this time of year, even the suffering that we know is happening around us and the grief, remember that the Christ child is born right there. No distance, no arm's length God have we. No God who counts the goods and the bads. That's for Santa Claus. No God who stands as judge and Lord forever to condemn us. But a God who loves us enough to be born into the very places we thought were unlovable in our lives. Places we thought that were so far from God that God could never reach them. If that's not the good news of Christmas, I'll eat my hat. And I don't think (laughs) it'll taste very good. Is that good news for you? It's good news for me. Ponder that in your hearts this night, as Mary pondered by herself. Remember that Mary was probably about the only person who had the full picture at this point the only person in the room, in the planet, in the universe, perhaps, who understood what was starting to happen. We are all right where she is. Or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.